Yeah, so I won't if uh, I won't if they're uh, not like me because it's like I used to watch um, film ninety eight and ninety nine and a thousand whatever with Barry Norman, who was an old fella, and he never used to like the action films. He used to like the um, you know the the Oscar winner type story, films with the stories and stuff. So like anything he said, he hated. And yeah. He didn't like it. I'd be like first in. That's what I want to watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so 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 it's, it's like when people ask you, do you know a you know a good you know, website designer or photographer or whatever, you're like looking at them thinking, you know, what, what budget this this person going to be? You know what I mean? Which which yeah. brand sort <laughs> of like space are they in? Because there's there's different people you can recommend for different purposes. A hundred percent. The amount of people go, oh, we've got this and we want this and we want like the whole thing. And then you work out what their budget is and they're after like a Titanic sort of movie budget, but they've only got like 200 pounds and they want everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's like, or is there anyone you could recommend who fits that budget? And it's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah. The people, um, the people who fit that budget like uh, aren't recommendable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the amount of people who think they can put like a huge wedding on with kind of musicians, magicians, kind of caterers, photographers for kind of a thousand pounds. It's like, it doesn't exist. Yeah, people, people got to earn a living like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so so obviously you've done a lot of pivoting and a lot of work and a lot of creativity, but I guess it still affected you financially, the, the, the pandemic, you know, because some of that stuff takes time to monetize. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's like, I'm lucky that I still live at home. Thank God. I'm, the amount of friends that are married and everything who have moved back in with their parents because yeah. I either work in events, one of them is a British Airways pilot, and it's like, we don't have the money to kind of, pay the rent and everything where we are. No. But and also so, as well, I suppose it's probably quite nice to go, you know, and, and live with somebody in a lockdown. At least you've got company. Yeah. And we've got the dog <laughs> at home, which is lovely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm, I, I'm lucky that I managed to just sort of like uh, navigate my way through it, you know, by pivoting to, I used to pick up a lot of my business and work um, uh, uh, in the real world networking events and that sort of thing where you can build relationships yeah. with people and it's a lot slower and longer and harder online but again you know i, I i've i've a bit like you sacrificed earnings for the time being to be more creative and come up with stuff which i know will have a longer lasting legacy you know it'll give you good benefit in the long term you know like a podcast you know i've done yeah. a thousand episodes on my podcast so um just wow. a few, just a few more bit behind. Just a few more than you're 40, 43. Don't worry about it. It's not you that's behind. It's me that's just nuts. <laughs> I go for a world record, so you know it's just it's just me being nuts. Like, you know, yeah. most well, you're, well, you're on par with most people, but uh, I'm just yeah. the crazy one. On the subject of kind of staying in contact with kind of the people that we've met over the years at kind of amazing venues, lots of which have been like made redundant, or some of them are still there. I just I still call them on a like bi-weekly basis just going hi how are things having a chat yeah so i'm not asking for work at all i'm just staying in contact so when they do reopen and someone goes look we've got an event we need some entertainment i'm at the top of their list yeah top of mind. someone who just goes oh you know what uh, i haven't spoken to in like a year and a bit uh any chance i'm sitting on your books like, yeah. well, no very slim chance um but i got my first in-person meeting on the 20th and it's like i can't wait just to have like go out, meet people, do some magic for kind of he runs one of the big events companies, just to actually show him what I can do. Because yeah. you see my Instagram, he's like talked to me on Clubhouse. We've had a few phone calls, 
but nothing beats that face-to-face interaction. It never will. No, no, no. Especially like with um, with magicians, when you can, you know, create that awe and you know that mystique and that confusion, and you can see that you can see the crowd's face, and you can see the people looking at each other. And you know, I've done a lot of events myself, and I've worked with and been in the company of lots of magicians myself, like you know. And so I've seen yeah. it, like, you know. And I myself, you know, we all turn into that little kid when we can't work out, you know, what happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's why we do it. If you get into magic for the money, you're in it for entirely the wrong reasons. If you get in it because it's your passion, it's what you love doing, and seeing people's reactions, it's the best job in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And seeing those people's faces light up, it's like no matter what problems are going on in the world, for that's like however long you're doing magic for, they're almost they're forgetting about all the problems. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, definitely. Me out as well. They go back to kid, being a kid, don't they? Like you know, and they just uh, and the reactions and stuff is amazing. Yeah, so it's good. It's great reactions. And so you can't, you know, even if you can come up with some clever online magic as a as a yeah. as a formulaic way of or a processed way of doing magic that works on the screen, which is difficult and complicated, I, I guess. But even <laughs> if you could do that, it's still not going to have that interaction that you get. It's a bit like a stand up, isn't it? You can you can go online and you could do a stand up show. But it's not going to be the yeah. same as doing a stand-up show in, in live in front of people because yeah. the whole, you feed off the crowd and you buzz off the crowd and, you know, it gives you your time in and all sorts of different things which you just don't get when you're just doing it to yourself, you know? That's the other thing that goes out the window, timings. So I've got tricks that I've been doing for years and I know how long they last. You try and do them online and they're over in half the time. Yeah. Well, hang on a minute. Why is that? It's like, well, there's no interaction. You're yeah, not the pauses and the waiting for the wait, waiting for the awe and and, and 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 you know that interaction. You know that you. It's like when you're a comedian or whatever, or like when you write a, when you write a, a, a speech and you put in like when you know you're going to give a gag, you, you give a bit of a gap for them to laugh. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Before going to the next bit, like you know what I mean? So all those gaps and those laughing cues and different points and stuff and the pauses and because you're looking for the anticipation or the awe or whatever, you know, all of yeah. that's gone. So it just takes it down to, to like, you know, just the text yeah. really, just the, the content like, and nothing else. A while ago, I set myself a challenge when I was trying to work out what material I could do online. Because my mom and dad go, well, aren't, why aren't your Zoom chains ready yet? It's like, well, you can't take the stuff you do in the real world and just do it on a Zoom. It doesn't work. You have to do a whole new show, uh, which is nearly there, but I'm still kind of, there's a few teething issues that I'm working out because I don't yeah. want to put out a product that I'm not happy with. Yeah, but but I think I think you, uh, along with a lot of people, so you particularly, but a lot of people as well, if you can crack that, then actually yeah. there's, there's somebody I know is a photographer who's currently cracking, taking pictures virtually, remotely. Yeah. 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 So, 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 so these people, photographers, yourself, event people, and that, I think if you can stick to the the pivot and get it cracked, it'll actually help your businesses grow much bigger longer term. So, so oh, in the end, the, the 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 backward step for a year, if you like, could give you a massive catapult forward for the next thirty years. Oh, definitely. The amount of people who go, oh, kind of these Zoom shows are done and finished. It's the end of virtual. It's like, no, it's not. This is the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now people yeah. have got used to globalization and built those connections and those global contacts. It's like me. I can't wait to go network in the real world again. But I'm going to go network in the real world probably still less than I go networking online because yeah. I've got so many communities <laughs> online that I'm not going to just ignore them. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm still going to yeah. be on Clubhouse. And I'm still going to be like you know, all the Zoom networking events I go to and stuff. So it just means I'll just do the odd 
you know, real world networking event because I, I always like socializing after those ones. You know what I mean? That's yes. where you get to meet up with your buddies, have a yeah. do a bit of business, then go for a drink with them after, like, you know? So I'm not going to knock that out of there's a big trade show that happens, uh, I think it's happening in October this year, called the Meeting Show, where everyone who works in events and everything goes to like, it's either Olympia or Excel, and like during the day we're looking at all the other stands, and in the evening there's a massive party at one of the hotels, and that's where the real networking is done. Just like over a drink, having a chat. The networking is always done over a drink. Like, you know, that's that's why I've been in sales all my life. So I used to take uh, my team out for a drink, my bosses out for a drink, my my um, customers out for a drink, your your, your partners in in business out for a drink, you know, your network is out for a drink. That's where it always is the business is always done when you go out for a drink with people. Exactly. And it's like going back to kind of the virtual side of it. I set myself a challenge a while ago without realising until I was kind of, five days into it of releasing a magic trick a day for 30 days on my Instagram. Yeah. And it was kind of seeing what works on camera, what doesn't. And the beautiful thing about it was I could record something. And if I wasn't happy with it, I could just reshoot it as many times as I want before I push publish. Uh, and it made me kind of look at magic from the other side going, look, I can't get the audience reaction I want, but I want to show people what I've been up to and what works on camera. And the amount of people go, we absolutely loved it, like day in, day out, because it was posted every day. Yeah. Uh, and it made me come up with new material because I sat down at the beginning of it going, right, what tricks do I do? And I wrote them all down and it's like, right, which ones can't I do with just me? And it wiped out a lot because I'm so used to like interacting with people. Yeah. It's like, okay, if I can't do that, what can I do? So I sat down and it was about three weeks it took me to go, right, here's everything that I can do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With, with you being a close-up magician, though, you know, I, I imagine a lot of the card, the card type tricks can work, you know. But some of them, yeah. I suppose, is getting people to pick them. So you just got to find an alternative way to pick the card. So you have to find an, a, another, a third party or an implement or a device or another way of replacing the human being for the touch or the picking the card or whatever. You know? So what we can do, there's plenty of ways that people can choose a card without actually physically touching it. Yeah. Um, and there's one trick where I get them to sign a card. Yeah. It's like, well, in theory, they can't sign a card at the moment. Um, so it's like, right, we do, you take the card, and it's like, look, name an object for me, and you draw the object. Yeah. Which is actually a laugh yeah. line as well. Because yeah. they'll go, a giraffe or something like that, and it's like, I, I can't draw to save my life. Yeah. yeah. So you end up drawing this giraffe, and it's like, like a giraffe? Yeah. All of them went, a rabbit. And it's like, I drew a black square and coloured it in. So what's that? It's like, it's rabbit in a box at night. <laughs> <laughs> And it gives you those offbeat moments that you need yeah. in the real world, but yeah. also works online. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, ones like that, you know, where you throw uh, your, your, the cards in the air and pick up the card and stuff like that, that would all work on camera because that's all visual, isn't it, you know? Yeah, yeah but so I put one out the other day and my dad watched it and he went, well, how do we know that it's not like duplicate cards or whatever? I said, because I've been using the move for years. He said... So look, even if I drew a picture on a card and did that, everyone would go, oh, maybe he's using, like, he's drawn it twice. Yeah. Whereas in the real world, you can't get away with that. No. So it's like, right, I want it to look exactly as it does in the real world, so I use the same move. Yeah, I just need to be thing, careful of the angle slightly. Yeah, well, the other thing which you, you could look at doing as well, which I think is what Dynamo does as well with the TV editing, is that they TV edit the trick sometimes rather than actually do the trick. Yeah, I hate that. 
Yeah. I hate that yeah. with a vengeance. Yeah, I was going to say, because maybe you could play around with the editing side of it, because, you know, ultimately, you might be able to do some tricks you can't actually do in the real world, and it expands yeah. your trick book. And I, I know you don't like it, because, you know, you're maybe you're an authentic magician and whatever, like, yeah. But if you think about yourself as a media production thing, if you have a look mm. at the films now, they can basically make you believe anything in a film, because yeah. you use CGI, yeah? And yeah. they're still giving you that awe and that you know so so you could over time push the boundaries of, of what's possible and what's not possible you know I, I i thought about this many years ago and i came to the conclusion it's like look whatever i put online i want to be able to do in the real world as well okay. so dynamo is known for his phone and bottle yeah however he can't do that in the real world no it, it, it can't he can't walk up somebody can't walk up to him going look here's a bottle here's a phone do it and that's the trick that everyone remembers and society yeah. Right. If you can do it on TV, why can't you do it live? It's like, well, there's a multitude of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I never want to be in that position. Phone where... don't fit in a bottle. <laughs> yeah. But I never want to be in <laughs> that situation where someone goes, "I yeah. saw you do that online. Can you do it?" And it's like, no. No. But but you this could, for example, instead of bringing a rabbit out of the hat, you could bring the old rabbit out of the hat trick back. Yeah. But the rabbit could be like Godzilla. <laughs> but again, yeah. you can do sleight of hand with that. <laughs> God you can do it on video and make it look the same way in the real world. Yeah, uh, um, but yeah, there's a few techniques we've I've employed, like especially for the Instagram ones, where I can't do what I normally do because it'd be picked up on camera. Yeah. So it's like, right, if I put a soundtrack over the top, you can't hear me dropping something on the floor. Yeah. yeah it yeah. looks exactly the same as if I do it in the real world. Yeah. But I can't misdirect the camera. No. But I can because all the cameras looking at. Is that frame? So anything yes, outside yes, that frame? So, yeah. So you can you so instead of misdirect, instead of the sleight of hand, it's more the move outside the box. Yeah. It's like magic so, outside the box, if you like, you know. I was on the Zoom a few weeks ago with like this networking thing, and they said, "Any chance you do a trick at the end?" It's like, yeah, I've been working on a few things, uh, and there's that moment where I need to do like misdirection, but they're all looking at the camera, and I went. Oh, sorry, what did you say? And everyone looks at everyone else. Like, oh, we didn't say anything. And in that moment, yeah, I can do yeah, what yeah. I need to do. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It, I suppose on, on yeah, I suppose on Zoom as well. You know, if you're doing it on Zoom, you could say, uh, oh, uh, I think uh, somebody's at the door, and everyone go like that to their door, like you know what I mean? <laughs> you can drop it. But the most common line would be, sorry, what did you say? Because yeah. it sounds like a natural go-to comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. everyone goes, was it me? And then that's second. Yeah, did you say anything? Yeah. <laughs> everyone has a look. Or, uh, or, 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 or like, uh, yeah, or another one, you could say, oh, could you, could you also hear that bird tweeted? And then everyone would go look up, like, <laughs> everyone look up from their Zoom. Nine out of ten times, though, the misdirection is built into it. So when I'm working on a trick, everyone goes, when do you add the misdirection in? It's like, well, from the beginning. Yeah. I don't do the trick and then go, where can I put it in? It's in there yeah. from the offset. Yeah. Even if it's not needed, I put it in. Yeah. Just, just, just so that you know you could, because I suppose tricks could evolve then. If you give yourself space and time within the tricks, then you could do other things with it over time because you're giving yourself a bit more room, like, you know, to wiggle, wiggle room. Yeah. It, like, yeah. I mean, the amount of one-liners that we've got over the years, but just like listening to people. The amount of magicians or when people who go about networking, they'll talk to someone and then they they won't listen to the response. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, as an entertainer, I, I need those responses because that's where the one lines come from. Yeah. So many years ago when I was starting out, I was doing a trick and somebody went, oh, I saw what you did there. And I went, oh, sorry. So what are you apologizing for? <laughs> You've, you're doing a card trick. It's not like heart <laughs> surgery. No. And then like over the years, you work out lines that get you out of it. And now if someone goes, oh, I saw what you did it. It's like, great. So did I. Yeah. <laughs> and it keeps the conversation moving. Yeah. yeah and yeah. they don't interrupt you again. Yeah. On one of Dynamo's TV programs, he goes from inside the shop to outside the shop and he yes. goes around the wall and back to the other side. I, you, you can, if you watch it, Claire, Philip, you can see it. Yeah. Yeah, you can see him go from like uh, around around the wall, but there's somebody in front of the camera shot supposed to be blocking. Yeah, yeah supposed yeah. to be blocking that that move. But if you watch it carefully, because I I'm I'm an inquisitive person, I am. So um, you know, I love I love magic. I love it. I love. I've been watching the, the magic undercover. You know, when the John and Ross magic tricks and the yeah. Penn and Tellers, and obviously I watch them all. You know, because I do like magic, but I because I'm a I'm an inquisitive soul. I, I like, yeah. I'm a problem solver. So I like testing whether I can solve the magic, like you know. Yeah, we love some of them like just you. leave me. Some of them leave me like dumbfounded, and I know this. The thing is, what annoys me is usually the ones that leave you dumbfounded are the ones that have the simplest explanation. Yeah, you know? and that's <laughs> yeah. It's always the ones that are the most complex. Is the easiest answer. It's just you can't always yeah. work it out because because yeah. you're looking at where in where where in the routine. The, the misdirection was or, or whatever, you know, you're looking out for the cues, certain things. If you're like me, yeah. a quiz, uh, like a, a quizzer, a problem solver, you're looking for those, because I've seen so many tricks un unveiled and all the rest of it, but some of them, they just leave you dumbfounded because you're like, but usually it's like right at the, something happened right at the beginning that you just didn't see. And then the there's, whole there's rest of it was just I an do. elaborate um, misdirection, like, you know? Yeah. There's a few tricks <laughs> I do, I'm not going to tell you which ones they are, where... Before you even think the trick started, I've nearly finished. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> so the rest is just a story. For, it's just a story that you're telling on a big, long, a big, long misdirection, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then occasionally someone goes, have you ever been fooled? It's like, yeah, yeah. When I go to, like, magic conventions and we get magicians from all around the world, occasionally you turn off that magic brain and just enjoy it. But yeah. occasionally you'll be at an event and someone goes, oh, can I show you a trick? And they'll show you something. And in the back of your head, you're like, how the hell did he do that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's when, when, when they're a really good storyteller or when they can get you gripped as an entertainer, that's yeah. when you, you lose. I've done that before now as an inquisitive brain. That's when you lose your, your thought processes and you lose your, your knowledge and you just become part of the show. You know, the show grabs you. And then and then yeah. that's when you're just lost then because you your brain has stopped thinking and you've stopped like like that's that's when I know like like uh, there's been a run of really good magicians on Britain's Got Talent. Uh, I don't know if they were really good magicians or they've edited them to be really good magicians. Yeah. I don't know because obviously it's a TV program and all the rest of it. But there's been some you know because Simon Carl never used to like magicians, didn't he? And then there's been this development of some really good magicians on, and they've taken sort of like control of the last few years. You know, there was that X, I think, and um, yeah. a few other things. He, he was really good, but it, it wasn't really... He was a magician, but he was a storyteller, and it was an emotional yeah. story and stuff. That was really his his skill, but then there's like the army soldier. Yeah, so, you know, I, like I say, I'm quite, I'm quite I'm into magician, uh, magic and magicians, and I've seen loads uh, operate, and I, and I do love it. It's, I think it's a great 
trade, you know, and I'm great. It's great that um, I think it's been modernized recently with a bit of razzmatazz and a bit, you know, it's not the the rabbit out of the hat and yeah. you know, all that <laughs> anymore, you know, and 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 the card tricks have got better as well because card tricks, you know, you see a lot of card tricks, so they can be a bit. You know, is it too, you know, is it too bad? yeah, just we're just repetitive, yeah. like you know, I'm somebody who likes innovation and creativity. So I love the stuff that they're doing now with like the phones and you know, just modernizing it and stuff. And yeah. as long as long as we just keep doing that, then I think that's where the joy is really. You're just keeping it modern, keeping it fresh and, and keeping people guessing ultimately. Well, just it's not necessarily guessing, it's just making sure they have a good time. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Like, I think that's, I think that's where a lot of people do like to have the fun in is the guessing. It's like uh, once they can't get, well, if if the guessing is completely out of their head, then they're like, yeah. wow, you know what I mean? That's that's when they're really bowled over. When they, you know, if you can guess, if you think, oh, I think that might have happened or whatever, then yeah. then that's just like an average trick. But if you can't if you can't work it out, that's when that's when magic becomes magic. That's the magic in yeah. it. No? I mean, there's one trick I do called card underbox. It's just kind of almost the holy grail. It's kind of the trick everyone wants to do because it's like, it can be knuckle busting in parts, but it's one of those tricks where amazing stuff happens. And it's a great way of learning sleight of hand. Um, and I've got like four or five different versions depending on what the situation is. Yeah. And there's one moment where you take your card, you cut the pack, you put it in yeah. uh, and you snap your fingers and it jumps underneath the box. And you've literally just put it in and you've checked underneath the box before. When that happens, everyone's brain just goes, you know what, I give up. Yeah. <laughs> I give up. There is there is nothing I can do. It's like they know they're putting it in. They can see it and you don't touch the pack. And yeah. it's that moment that you just kind of, it's always the last trick. Yeah, that, that's a bit as well, like a um, balling cup, you know, the balling cup, which is, you know. Yeah. An old, an old trick be around for a long time. But that one, because people, if they're really good at doing that, they can slow it down and speed it up and, you know, and they get they get you into that trap and you're just thinking you know where it is every time and it's just not there, like, you know? Yeah. So I do it. Uh, I'm working on a two-cup routine as well. Again, it depends on the situation. Yeah. Somebody a while ago went, what's your favourite trick? And it's like, well, it depends on the situation I'm in. If I'm doing a corporate event or a wedding, they'd then be different. However, if I had to, someone went, if you had to do one trick for the rest of your life and that was it, which one would you do? Uh, and there's the one I do with a white stick and like three quarters on each side. Yeah. That, it's, like, it's the trick everyone knows me for. And it's over in like 30 seconds, but it's that kind of, it introduces you to them. Yeah. But again, when I introduce myself to a Greek, I don't walk a car going, hi, I'm Magic Man, do you want to see a trick? Because there's an option to say no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then, like I talked about it on the podcast last week with a friend of mine who works in events. Like, she's an opera singer. I was like, how important it is to read the room and read yeah. the people oh, yeah, in yeah. that room, so you know where you're going with it. Yeah, it's like it's um, like it's like a comedian. You you know which material to start with or which to drop or not drop. And with you, it's like you know you know what tricks are going to go down well, which ones aren't, etc. You know because of yeah. experience and so so you're like okay, uh, oh this is a crowd where I'm going to start with this this trick that's going to warm them up that's going to get them going you know and then yeah. and then and then you know in a networking event for example which are the ones i go to well that's you know you go to someone who's like a one of the core networkers you do a massive trick to them and then they go pull it in their friends then they're like oh come and have a look at this you know, so you yeah. pick the right people to do the trick with and it'll create the energy in the room for you to um for, for you to be able to sort of really make an impact then like you know yeah so normally i start with the same trick which is the stick trick because it does it does so much in one go it goes look this trap's good it's 30 seconds but it tells me a lot about the group i'm performing for 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a it's a tester to sort of gauge the water, gauge the temperature, see see yeah. see, see what the the, the the interest in magic is in the room by, by by doing that one. I quite like stuff, you know, like where where like you you have a flame or something like that when it's you know, yeah. it, it does that sort of that shock thing or whatever. And it's like, oh right, now I got now I got your attention. Yeah, <laughs> there's one trick I do with like three mini kind of almost shock measures. Uh, and I was doing it for a big corporate event many years ago at the Christmas party, and it was all going well. I was doing it on like different tables, and at the end, you put all the, like there's a big bulb ball of fire. What I hadn't realised was someone had spilled some vodka on the table. Oh. <laughs> so the thing goes up, and a tiny bit of the fire touches the table, and the vodka goes. Vroom. <laughs> everyone looks around. Everyone goes, "That was amazing!" And like I couldn't replicate it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need, I didn't do the trick after that. It's no, just like, yeah, no. just those moments where everyone was back a time because some people lean in. It's like, don't lean in because no. I know what's about to happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. God, they didn't because otherwise, like the hair, the eyebrows would have gone, the hair would have gone. Yeah. Like, that's not the reputation I want. <laughs> no, definitely not, definitely not. But uh, yeah, but it is, uh, it is great. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, how people can follow you, uh, get engaged with you. You mentioned obviously the Instagram. I don't know if yep, you mentioned so the name of the Instagram. Instagram. Uh, uh, yeah. Just search for Magic Man London, all one word. Uh, YouTube, I'm going to start putting more on. Uh, I've got a podcast called Magic Talks. It's available on most platforms. Uh, again, if you go to my Instagram, click the link in the bio, it will give you your preferred platform. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Instagram is the place where I, I'm at at the moment. Insta's the one. Insta, yeah, because because of the clubhouse connection with Insta, Instagram, I think all us clubhouse uh, people are definitely uh, accelerating our use of Instagram because like, yeah. I'm on clubhouse so often, and um, you're always checking out each other's Instagrams when you're on, and I'm always liking each yeah. other's posts, sharing them, um, all that sort of stuff. And then I'm thinking, well, I might as well create some more content here because this is where my community's growing right now. So then you exactly. start doing the videos and, and all the rest of this. It's just it's just common sense. Really and you can do shorter things on Instagram. So I like trying to keep my videos under a minute. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's easy. To, when I was doing like the trick of day, everyone was like, "They're really good." However, they're quite annoying because you watch one, and because they're under a minute, it's like you know what? I'll watch another one, and before you know it, you're like six, seven. Six, yeah. seven in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been Great doing some. I've been having a challenge, which is a big magic trick of my own. I've been trying to squeeze in some fifteen-second episodes. Oh, on wow. TikTok, on TikTok, like like uh, I've done two episodes, fifteen seconds each, with podcast tips. Yeah, so I have to do my introduction and the tip and my call to action in fifteen seconds. Blimey, yeah, I couldn't do that. <laughs> Quite hard. I'm a talker, so it's very hard. It took me a while yeah. to, to, to nail it, like, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you've got to be really good. the tip. You can't go into detail on the tip. The tip has to be like. Just the tip, you know, like, yeah, like, this, like um, when you do tips on a blog or something, it would be the tip headline that you then put the tip into. It's more the tip yeah. headline, you know what I mean? <laughs> you haven't got time to, to do the detail of the tip, it's just the headline, you know, like, yeah. uh, like go on Clubhouse to find new guests, yeah, <laughs> that's the tip, yeah, yeah? or, um, or, uh, you know, just uh, set up an anchor app and just start recording, you know, how do I set up a podcast, you know, <laughs> that might be the tip. Like, how do I set number one tip, if you're thinking about doing a podcast, is come up with a catchy name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come catch your name, and then just tell everyone about it. 
yeah, 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 definitely. So I'm going to do ten. I've done two so far. I've got eight more to go on on my fifteen second uh, podcast tips. So my top ten podcasting tips, fifteen seconds in time on on TikTok. So I've done two, eight more to go, and wow. uh, yeah, and that, that's a challenge in itself. How I can squeeze ten very short tips into into fifteen seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I struggle to do a magic trick in a minute. Like for Instagram, it's like wow. Yeah. Like, a few of them and it's like it took a few retakes so like, I need a breath because <laughs> like, if it's like one minute like four seconds it then brings it into it doesn't quite work no. it's like right there was one where I had to keep on trying to shave off four seconds it's like every time I did it it was like four seconds over it's like where can I shave those four because four seconds when you're going as quickly as you can seems like an eternity yeah, it does. It does. We're trying to get rid of Yeah, four seconds is nothing in in, in in some situations, but in others, when you're trying to really squeeze it down, it can be hard. Like you know, once you like, especially if you've got like one ten over and you've edited and you got rid of six, and then you still got four to go, but it's all the stuff you need. Yeah, I do the same when I'm doing a tweet. Sometimes I'll write the tweet, and then he'll say like over, and then I'll like go through the words I can change and. Do the AND to ampersand and things like that, which is yeah. getting rid of two characters, two characters, you know, get rid of all these little characters here and there. And then and then you've got like the, everything you need in the sentence, and you're still 10 over or something. You're like, yeah. I'm not getting rid of right. 10 spaces, oh, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I have those challenges as well. But um, I, I tell you why I like watching as well, actually, is uh, is Darren Brown, you know, that's all oh, psychology stuff. Do you like you like yeah. that as well? Do you do any of that? Do you do any of that? The the, the mind uh, uh, magic and all that? It's kind of, I used to, and then I've slowly kind of woven it into the actual magic itself. Okay. So it's yeah. not the sort of magic that Darren does, yeah. but it's using some of the techniques that they use. Okay. So one of them, like, for example, card under box. Uh, I say to somebody, just think of a card. Yeah. And they name it, and it appears underneath the box. So that's how the trick can start. Okay. But again, okay. it's reading your audience to know whether that's the best way to start it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's nothing stronger with them going underneath the box and they lift the box up and take the nine spades out yeah yeah that was you a good could trick. almost end the trick there that was a good trick you just pulled off then you did the freeze time moment you know like they do on the movie where you freeze freeze the film and come back you did that for about two seconds i tried <laughs> it's amazing how you can just freeze time just bang done and, uh, and i think yeah. you, you've got some sort of setting on your zoom as well haven't you where you um you uh um filter so the, the background, background yeah because uh, there's a few things behind me that kind of, because I'm at home, I don't want like everyone yeah, seeing. Yeah, yeah. So it's easier just to do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah going, oh, okay. Is that a setting on Zoom, is it? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so if you go to like your virtual background, it's one of the options. Oh, is it? Okay, I've never seen that, but uh, that might come in handy. Can you do it when you're on a phone? Uh, no idea. Never tried it. Never tried it, yeah, because sometimes I go on Zoom on phone and it hasn't got my Welsh Dragon. Yeah, so see where it's got like stop video and the little arrow next to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I put up my background. So, but, but there's yeah. one in there that says what? What's the actual filter called? I think it's just called blur. Hang on a oh, minute. Is it? Okay. Um, yeah. 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 yeah, it's just called blur. It, it may be that it's been added since I looked into that in detail because I've been putting backgrounds on for a long time and Zoom keeps updating stuff yeah. all the time. Don't ever you don't always notice the updates until you need them, like you know. And, yeah. uh but anyway, uh, yeah, we met in Clubhouse. So I'm going to finish off with Clubhouse. We've got about two more minutes left uh, before I got to shoot. So uh, tell me what your thoughts have been on Clubhouse, how you've been enjoying it, what the journey's like, etc. 
So I think at the beginning, everyone was on it for kind of ridiculous number of hours in a day, uh, kind of contacting everyone they cared. And then over the last, I reckon, couple of weeks, everyone suddenly dropped back a tiny bit and going, look, I'm going to go on for these rooms because you can add them to the calendar. These are the people I want to speak to. Uh-huh. So I've still got seven invites that I can send, but I'm not sending them because it's like, I don't need to at the moment. I'm making great contacts. And I think the important thing with Clubhouse is to use it as like a, a middle base, like like we've done. So we've met on Clubhouse and then we've taken it off the platform to do this or yeah. picked up the phone to somebody. Don't just use Clubhouse and not pick up the phone. No. It's, just, it's, it's just not logical. No, it's I like, a, it's like an introducer's platform. It's, it's, it's a place to be find new people and meet new people to then yeah. grow in your community whenever your community grows and lives, you know? So, so, so yeah, I, I'm actually transferring a lot of my clubhouse people into Instagram, obviously, because you can yeah. everything there first. And then I'm transferring them into Facebook and Facebook groups and a bit of yeah. LinkedIn as well, like, you know? So, yeah, it's just about, for me, it's about building a community that, that, that is cross-platform. So if, if one platform dies, doesn't matter. You've still got your community. You know, I, I don't yeah. put all my eggs in like, one basket. It's like where email lists come in so important. If someone said... If Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse went tomorrow, what do you actually have? Yeah. Well, I've got phone numbers and email addresses and everything I need for people. Yeah, I, I, I basically got their phone numbers, their WhatsApps, you know, their messengers. Well, I, I got enough coverage. You know, I, I, I communicate with people on, you know, all platforms. Not all people on all of them, but but yep. as many as I can in, in each of them as I can. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, I still got a footprint if you like, you know, and also my website 100%. and things like that. You got, uh, I'm a big uh, advocate of driving people to your website. Yeah. yeah, and also being found. So if everyone did, if I did lose pe- connection with people, all they got to do is search for Mike Armstrong or the Welsh Dragon or whatever, and they'll find me. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the funny thing is because I kind of got Magic Man London many years ago, and like I rebranded and like every social media was available to me apart from the website, which needs a bit of an overhaul. Yeah. Um, but when someone goes onto Google and types in Magic Man London, there's a plumbing company that comes up top. But I'm above that because of my five star reviews. So yeah. the amount of phone calls I get going, hi, wonder if you can help me crack some marble. And it's like, right, you've got my number from Google. <laughs> but the amount of, I think I've had like three or four bookings off it where I've gone, look, I can't fix that. But if you can wow. give my number to the people whose house you're doing, when they finish their kitchen, whatever, and they're having a party and they want some entertainment, give me a buzz. Yeah, yeah. So you turning every Well, I actually, uh, so there's a there's a company. I think they call McDonald's Associates or something, uh, and they got the domain name MA Consultancy, and that's what my business name is, MA Consultancy. Yeah. So I'm actually registered as MA Consultancy Cardiff.com, right? So I got Cardiff in there, right, in my in my name. But this company is bigger than me. They got a lot more staff than me, and they do a lot of recruitment. Right. Yeah. And if you Google search MA consultancy, because I'm an SEO specialist, even though they're way bigger than me, I'm at the top. Yeah. So basically, I get inquiries all the time about jobs, <laughs> all the time. And, and as soon as they inquire, I'm like, because I know I'm not recruiting, I'm like, yeah, oh, I think you got the wrong person. Now, when I start recruiting at some point in my life, that's going to be really problematic then, because I won't be able to just think. I'd be, I'd be like, "Oh, what job are you applying for?" Like, you know what I mean? But at the moment, they're a massive company, a massive company. But I own the space, like you know. So, so they're just like, it's, it's annoying. Like you know what I mean? It's annoying how many yeah. calls I get for them, right? You know. But uh, that's that. That's the, But but I haven't done it. What you've done, I have to try and think of a way of, of capitalizing. 
But when I, yeah. when I can capitalise on my ranking will be when I'm looking for jobs in the same sort of jobs that they're looking for jobs, because then I can just say, oh, yeah, I'm a big salty. So they could do my job advertising for me, and I could just do, <laughs> I could just do the recruitment. <laughs> so that would work There well. you go. Mine's top tip of the day. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so uh, anyway, it's been great uh, speaking to you and getting to uh, to know you some more, you know. Uh, yeah, thank, thanks uh, a lot for having me on. It's been good fun. Yeah, no worries. And uh, I've already given you a, a lead for Paul Nash and his wedding and events venue. Uh, also, yes. another friend of mine, actually, um, Danielle Sheehan, runs West Usk Lighthouse, and that's uh, based in Wales. They do uh, weddings as well. So uh, if you want to okay. come to Wales for weddings, then you might want to... I've never been to Wales. Oh, there we are. Then, well, you might want to. There we are. Let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, because it's a lighthouse, she gets weddings from all over the the UK. Come to Wales, yeah. get married in a lighthouse, you know, and um, and she has a, a marquee up as well. So they're quite exclusive weddings, but you know, occasionally, uh, you know, you might get some London crowd who might want a London magician as well or whatever, but, you know, okay. you might, yeah. So uh, yeah, she might be a good contact for you as well. Um, but Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, yeah, I'll bear you in mind if anyone I know is getting married or having events or whatever, and they need a magician. Yeah, I literally do everything from like trade shows to weddings, corporate events, dinner parties. Yeah, you name it, I've done it. The only thing I don't do is kids' entertainment because I don't have that much patience, and it's a whole <laughs> different ball game. <laughs> and also, I think I did give you my contact, who's another magic man, uh, uh, Brian Gunter. He does a lot of corporate events as well. Did you connect with him? I'm not sure. I have to check my list. Check, check I've, I've done list, so much it? the last week or so. It's just like <laughs> he does loads of corporate trade shows and, and events like that. So you, you and him would be good collaborating partners, like you know. Perfect. Yeah, sounds good. All right, then. Well, take anyway, care. Have a great day, and I'll too. catch up with you uh, on Clubhouse sometime soon. Perfect. Look after yourself. All the best. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye.